On this week's episode of Inside Outside Innovation, we sit down with Alexander Fleiss. Alex is the founder of Rebellion Research, which is a research advisory firm and also an artificial intelligent expert and robo-trader. Alexander and I talk about the coronavirus and its impact on the market, how artificial intelligent traders are faring in this, and some of the differences between what's going on in Europe, China, and the United States when it comes to artificial intelligence. Let's get started. Inside Outside Innovation is the podcast that brings you the best and the brightest in the world of startups and innovation. I'm your host, Brian Ardinger, founder of InsideOutside.io, a provider of research, events, and consulting services that help innovators and entrepreneurs build better products, launch new ideas, and compete in a world of change and disruption. Each week, we'll give you a front row seat to the latest thinking, tools, tactics, and trends in collaborative innovation. Let's get started. Welcome to another episode of Inside Outside Innovation. I'm your host, Brian Ardinger, and with me today is Alexander Fleiss. He is the founder of Rebellion Research. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Brian. Pleasure for having me on. Hey, Alex. I am excited to have you on. For those who may not be familiar with Rebellion Research, why don't you tell us a little bit about the AI platform that you've got built? RebellionResearch.com offers managed brokerage accounts for clients in 40 plus countries, and whether it's a small $5,000 account or a gigantic pension fund, we deal with everybody, every type of institution out there. We also are a think tank. I teach at a number of schools and constantly working on artificial intelligence and applying artificial intelligence to understanding the movement of the economy. We publish research on AI, machine learning, automation. We publish a lot on the coronavirus. And in January, we actually had 100,000 readers. We try to just be all things AI. We develop AI and we write about AI. It's definitely my life's passion. We are recording this on March 20th. As most folks know, markets are down 30%. I thought it would be interesting to have a conversation with you to not only talk about the markets, but some of the things that you're seeing when it comes to this trend of AI has permeated the financial services market. You have all these new robo-traders or things along those lines, different ways to try to take a look at data and manage it. What are you seeing out there when it comes to trends around this? Everybody is you know, rushing to get all the data they possibly can to be as first as possible in understanding where the economy is going and where the markets are going. Clearly, we just experienced a, a terrible market crash. The American mid-cap index is down 40% as of yesterday. Wow. So everybody loves to throw out the S&P, which is Facebook, Apple, Netflix, Google. But the other 2,000 stocks that are you know, the overall U.S. markets, those are down in 42%. You know, we've had a significant crash. We've never had a virus related sell-off in the last 30, 40, 50, 60 years. I can't think of even the last time. I right. probably guess 1918, 1919, Spanish flu. Right. That was probably the last time the markets got hit. Everyone pointed to H1N1, swine flu, and you now when this came out, nobody thought much of it. It seemed like a Chinese thing, you know, some type of bat soup disease. It turned out to be a bad virus because the city of Wuhan was not locked down. These black swan events we can't always predict, and that's why they're black swans. From the perspective of artificial intelligence, were there any signals, or how did the artificial intelligent robo-traders react to something like this versus what you've traditionally seen in the marketplaces? Bridgewater apparently got annihilated down between 5 10% for their various funds. And 
there are no exposure hedge fund. Rebellion Research, you know, we have a multi-asset strategy and we have a, an equity index. The equity index has done better than the market. We're an economic-based system, and so we feel that during times of recession, but so far the U.S. economy is still very strong. Most of the economy is employed. Default rates are low. People have money, can pay for things, and also the risk-free rate is very low. When you have a 0% money, it's hard for risk to not start to bubble up again. And COVID-19 is obviously a great excuse to make money very cheap. Not an excuse. It's what they should do. They're doing all the right things. The Great Depression happened because we made money expensive and the Federal Reserve made a huge error and they stymied the financial supply. From a technology perspective, did you see anything different versus the way we traditionally look at markets and that? Does AI give us any insight into are these technologies getting better, worse? It, it is what it is in, in an environment where... Nothing can well, be predicted. RAI is getting better. RAI has been learning. And RAI makes like 11,000 predictions a day. In the stock market, when 80 to 90% of managed funds lose, the house always wins. And so we never have too much conviction in one stock if it's really done through the aggregate. But you know, I'll, I'll tell you, it's become a very tough environment where you have a lot of fear but the fact is, you know, the economy is strong, so we should have a gigantic rebound. The stock market should soar, and you know, things should get a lot better. But in terms of seeing this ahead of time, no, I, there's only so much. I mean, AI and machine learning is a lot like Dustin Hoffman from the movie Rain Man. It's great accounting toothpicks, it's great accounting cards, but he really can't do a whole lot else. It's got no social cognition. It's got no idea really what's going on. It's great at it's specific task, but you move it from the task just one or two degrees and it's useless. Right. So what we have at Rebellion Research is an economic forecaster. And so we're really good at calling the economy. And that's what we first got pressed for in 08 you know, with the financial crisis and then 2010 with the Greek debt crisis. Those were economic situations. This is not an economic situation. This is the <laughs> classic black swan. It's not like looking for gold or smelling for gunpowder. What is there to smell for? That a weird virus strain will spread to the U.S. and infect tens of thousands of people? It's truly the manifestation of a black swan. And it's interesting. Obviously, it's no fun now, but definitely very educational. So let's talk a little bit about some of the trends that you're seeing in different markets, U.S. versus China, not necessarily even from a financial market perspective, but when it comes to technology and who's winning, who's losing, what are some of the trends that you're seeing out there? I think that's a great question and a really awesome topic because as a teacher in AI, I have to admit that by far most of my students are Chinese. They're native Chinese-born, Chinese speakers, because for whatever reason, AI intrigues China and the Chinese people more than any other country. I don't know why it is the fact that I teach at five different schools and it's just what I come across. In terms of the AI China versus the U.S., there's not going to be a competition because every great Chinese engineer wants to get out of there and move to America. Hmm. But in terms of Europe, Europe's nowhere near us. America's dominating AI. We're dominating AI because... We have a lot going on. We have a lot of universities working on it. But we also, most Chinese want to come to America, not Europe. Plus, look at the biggest tech companies. They're all American. 
You know, the right. U.S. has the most capital in technology, and we are more attractive. A lot of my good friends are Eastern Europeans. One of my best friends is a guy named Dima Korolev. He's a Ukrainian AI engineer. He's one of the first, actually, members of Google Brain. Super brilliant guy, actually. His company, Friendly Data, was bought by Apple, I think. And Dima loves Ukraine and his mom and dad, but he's in the U.S. as much as possible. Engineers typically want to live in the U.S. You get some in Amsterdam, but very, 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 very few. The U.S. just dominates. There seems to be two camps on the AI front, some that believe that AI is summoning the demon, as Elon Musk talks about, and very negative towards the possibilities of what AI can eventually be done. And there's other camp that's more along the lines of there's things it can do, but we're definitely not where all the apocalyptic thoughts are. Where do you fit in that range? AI is a tool. AI will be used as a tool is used for good, one in the hands of good, and for evil, one in the hands of evil. Will an AI system be used for evil purposes? Everything is used for evil purposes when in the hands of evil. Will a company screw up their AI system? Everybody screws up every system. Am I as apocalyptic as Elon Musk? No. But will I take notice of the fact that the most optimistic man on the freaking planet is like a doomsday naysayer about AI? Yeah, I'll take notice about it. Is he right in that will there be some despot, some awful warlord who entrusts his nuclear weapon systems to an AI and screws up applying the AI. His AI is very hard to apply, and if he screws up, he launches mm-hmm. nuclear weapons. But at the same time, a despot could do other things. But yeah, no, there's a very good chance that crazy dictator could screw up using his AI and it could cause like a nuke to launch one day. A lot of our listeners are probably not technologists, but they're always trying to figure out the next thing that they need to do to either protect their company or make their company better. So for Our listeners out there that want to find out more about artificial intelligence, what are some of the sources that you go to or some of the things that they should be paying attention to? It's really remarkable how few sources there still are. It's very hard. I just Google keyword searches for a lot of keywords, you know, Bayesian, machine learning, artificial intelligence. There's no great source yet. I'm going to plug my own rebellionresearch.com as a significant source. AIs are concentration. But... No, there still isn't a good AI source. My buddy, Dan Fagella, started something called Tech Emerge. It's another AI research and contract company, I think. It's still a very, very, very highly fragmented industry. But already, you have the dominant players, which are Google, Facebook, and Amazon, because data is what fuels AI at the end of the day. And whoever has the best data has the best AI performance. You can build an amazing AI system, but if your data is not great, it's going to be hard for it to do much. And so since Google, Facebook, and Amazon, and Apple, those four guys just have so much more data than everybody else, Tesla's great value is they have all this driverless data. They're really far ahead there. I don't know if it'll monetize. I don't know if that'll work out. I'm, I'm a terrible stock picker. I keep all my money in the AI <laughs> long term. If I get inheritance, if I get money when the lottery, I just put it into the market. I don't ask. I don't try to time the stock market. I, you know, it's, well, Alexander, if you want to do your research, what's the best way to do that? Go to rebellionresearch.com and you can sign up for our research for free or you can open an account there. Very easy steps. At the same time, if you have a question for me, alexrebellionresearch.com. I'm very friendly and I have so many students asking me so many questions all the time that I am a machine when it comes to answering questions. Happy to field anything. Well, I appreciate you being on Inside Outside Innovation. Look forward to continuing the conversation. Awesome. 
that's it for another episode of Inside Outside Innovation. If you want to learn more about our team, our content, our services, check out insideoutside.io or follow us on Twitter at the IO Podcast or at Artinger. Until next time, go out and innovate.